This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. This is episode number 24, entitled Wisdom Christology in the Book of Hebrews. The Biblical Unitarian Podcast is the podcast that aims to start conversations about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us today. My name is Dustin Smith. I am your host. As we continue our ongoing series on Wisdom Christology, which is the modern scholarly term for the biblical understanding about Christ, describing him in light of God's wisdom, we arrive today at the book of Hebrews. As a reminder, we have already observed Wisdom Christology in 1 Corinthians, the Epistle to the Colossians, and in the Gospel of Matthew. After we examine Hebrews this week, we will spend a few sessions looking at the book with the greatest concentration of Wisdom Christology texts, the Gospel of John. So please look forward to those sessions. In regard to the book of Hebrews, this book is often confused as a letter and as if it were addressed to Hebrew people. However, the book of Hebrews is more of a sermon than an epistle, and it is almost certainly written to Christians in Rome. The title of the book, To the Hebrews, was actually added later. For the sake of simplicity, I'm going to refer to the book by its commonly recognized title, Hebrews. Hebrews is somewhat difficult to pin down a date of composition, but the modern commentaries are mostly in agreement that a range between the 60s and the 90s AD is appropriate based upon all the evidence available. My argument today is that the opening three verses of Hebrews chapter 1 are rich in descriptions of Jesus Christ in light of former statements of God's personified wisdom. In fact, it appears that the author of Hebrews is heavily indebted to the book Wisdom of Solomon, a book written around the year 40 AD that displays a heavy dose of personified wisdom teachings. It is, of course, important to note that Wisdom of Solomon was included in the Septuagint and was read by many early Christians. So our first point today will have us reading the text of Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, and noting its parallels to the wisdom hymn about Christ that we've already studied in Colossians chapter 1. So let's read Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. That's Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 out of the New American Standard Bible. It's very interesting in these first three verses of Hebrews chapter 1 that there are actually many points that are in connection with the Christ hymn of Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 20. We actually looked at Wisdom Christology in the letter to the Colossians in episode number 22. So if you haven't listened to that, it would be helpful for you to go back and look into that episode. For our first point, we're going to look at a few connections between the Wisdom Hymn about Christ in Colossians 1 and note how the first three verses of Hebrews makes similar points. 
In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15, it says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, while Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3 says that Jesus is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of God's nature. So those points sound very, very similar. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16, it says that all things were made by God, but through Christ, and by saying through Christ, it means through Christ as the fullest embodiment of wisdom. While Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2 says that God made the world through him, namely through the Son. So we're seeing that this wisdom Christology of God making the world through wisdom, but that wisdom is now being identified as Christ, was said in both Colossians 1.16 and in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2. And in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 17, it says that Christ holds all things together, while Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3 says that Jesus upholds all things with the word of his power. So it's interesting that those three points about Jesus being the radiance of God's glory, about God creating the world through wisdom, wisdom now being understood as Christ, and that Jesus upholds all things with the word of his power, were things that were formally said in the wisdom hymn about Christ in Colossians chapter 1. And so it's interesting that if these things were formally said in a very distinguishable wisdom Christology passage, that it's very likely that Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, if it has these similar points, then it is also a wisdom Christology passage. That's our first point. Our second point will be to look specifically at the points that wisdom Christology can be observed and examining from the book Wisdom of Solomon, where these statements find their origin. So in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2, we have this phrase, which is the most controversial of all the phrases we'll look at, which says that, quote, through whom also he made the world. That's Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2. And so this passage is saying, through whom, meaning through the Son, also God made the world. Notice that God is the creator, and that God did his creation through the Son. I've already suggested that the book of Hebrews is indebted to the book Wisdom of Solomon in its depiction of Jesus as the embodiment of Lady Wisdom. Let's look at what Wisdom of Solomon has to say about God creating the world through his wisdom. Wisdom of Solomon chapter 9 verses 1 through 2 says, O God of my ancestors and Lord of mercy, who made all things by your word and by your wisdom, you have formed humankind. That's Wisdom chapter 9, verses 1 through 2, where we see that God created all things through his word and through his wisdom. Word and wisdom there are very clearly synonymous points. And so God creates all things through his wisdom. And now we're seeing in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2 that God is creating the world through the Son. And that's because the author of Hebrews understood Jesus as the fullest embodiment and the full epitome of Lady Wisdom, so that God can formally say that he created the world and created all things through his wisdom. We can now see Hebrews saying that God created the world through the Son, because again, the Son is Lady Wisdom's embodiment. Keep in mind that Hebrews has already stated that God has spoken in many ways formally, but only in these last days did he speak through a Son. So to infer that the Son was literally and consciously the agent through whom God created the world would actually betray the argument made in the author of Hebrews' very first sentence. 
This is a statement about wisdom Christology. Formerly, God created the world through his wisdom, and that wisdom finds its fullest expression presently in the Son. And this is the same sort of statement we studied when we looked back at Colossians 1.16 back in episode 22. So that's our second point, is that formerly God created the world through his wisdom, and now we can see that the author of Hebrews says that God has made the world through his Son in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2. So that's a connection of wisdom Christology. Our third point is looking at Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3, which says that he is the radiance of his glory, meaning Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. Now this phrase translated radiance comes from a very rare Greek word, apavgasma. And this word does not appear in the New Testament in any other place. And when you do a search of this, within the Greek Old Testament, specifically within the Septuagint, it will only occur in one place. Guess what? Wisdom of Solomon. In Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 7, in verse 26, it uses this phrase to describe none other than the personified Lady Wisdom. Wisdom 7, in verse 26, says that she, Lady Wisdom, is a reflection, that's the word, apavgasma in Greek, she is the reflection of eternal light, a spotless mirror of the working of God, and an image of his goodness. That's Wisdom chapter 7 and verse 26. So the point here is that the author of Hebrews is very clearly taking an extremely rare word that he drew from Wisdom of Solomon in a passage specifically about Lady Wisdom, and he uses it now to describe the exalted and resurrected Jesus Christ. So nearly every single modern commentary admits that this is a reference to wisdom Christology and notes that the author of Hebrews is drawing from Wisdom of Solomon chapter 7 and verse 26. In fact, I don't believe that there's any published commentary on the uh, book of Hebrews that denies this point. So that's our third point, which says that formerly Lady Wisdom was the radiance and reflection of God's glory, and now it is the exalted Christ, the embodiment of Lady Wisdom, who is the radiance in reflection of God's glory, as stated in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. Our fourth point also reads out of Hebrews 1, 3, which says that Jesus upholds all things by the word of his power. Now, this was formerly said in Wisdom of Solomon about wisdom. We can see this in a couple of passages. In Wisdom of Solomon chapter 1, it says that, quote, For wisdom is a kindly spirit. And then the passage goes on and it says, that because the Spirit of the Lord has filled the world, and that which holds all things together knows what is said. That's Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1, verses 6 through 7, where wisdom is described as a kindly spirit, and that spirit holds all things together. And we see that in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, it is now Christ, the fullest embodiment of Lady Wisdom, who upholds all things by his powerful word. There's another reference to this in the Book of Wisdom, in Wisdom chapter 7 and verse 24, which says that, quote, Wisdom is more mobile than any motion. Because of her pureness, she pervades and penetrates all things. This Wisdom 7 and verse 24, where wisdom pervades and penetrates all things, but now again, Christ upholds all things by the word of his power in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. So our fourth point, again, is that things that were formerly said about Lady Wisdom being the one who 
upholds all things and pervades all things are now being said about the risen and exalted Christ, who, according to Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3, upholds all things by the word of his power. Our fifth point today also reads out of Hebrews 1.3, which says that he, which is the Son of God, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So we're seeing here actually a very prominent theme within the book of Hebrews, which is that Jesus right now, as the exalted and risen Son of God, is sitting at the right hand of God. But guess what? This thing was also said about Lady Wisdom in the book Wisdom of Solomon. In Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 9 and verse 4, it has the author saying, quote, Give me the wisdom that sits by your throne. That's Wisdom chapter 9 and verse 4, which identifies wisdom as sitting next to the throne of God. But now we're seeing in the book of Hebrews, specifically here in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3, that Jesus sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. And the author of Hebrews describes Jesus as sitting at the right hand of God more than any other New Testament document. And this is likely due to the author of Hebrews' obsession with Psalm 110 in verse 1, which says that God said to my Lord, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool at your feet. And so it seems that the obsession of the author of Hebrews in describing Jesus as the one who is at the right hand of God so frequently is drawing upon the statement in Wisdom of Solomon, again about Lady Wisdom, who is the one who sits by God's throne. But for the author of Hebrews, that wisdom is now fully identified and embodied in the resurrected Jesus Christ. So in conclusion, we have observed today that, number one, The book of Hebrews begins its sermon by describing Jesus in very similar ways to the Christ hymn of Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 20, a hymn which clearly depicts the exalted Jesus as the fullest embodiment of Lady Wisdom. Number two, on four different occasions, the author of Hebrews describes Jesus in terms of Lady Wisdom, specifically from her depiction within the book Wisdom of Solomon. Number three, we saw that when the author of Hebrews says that God created the world through the Son, this is drawing upon the teaching regarding God creating the world through his wisdom. But since Hebrews regards Jesus as Lady Wisdom's current embodiment, he can now refer to wisdom as the Son without suggesting that the Son consciously preexisted his birth. And lastly, number four, the book of Hebrews, like 1 Corinthians, Colossians, and the Gospel of Matthew, is clearly a major Christian document that portrays the human Jesus in terms of wisdom Christology. If you enjoy the Biblical Unitarian Podcast and you would like to financially support the work that it is doing, please check out this episode's description for a PayPal link. Thanks again so much for listening to us today. Again, my name is Dustin Smith, and until next time, Take care.